Hey, this is Pastor Matt. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and we pray it speaks to you in a life-changing way. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 20, turn there quickly with me. John chapter 20. Jesus speaking to the disciples here. He's resurrected. He's walked through a wall, literally walked through a wall into the room where the disciples were sitting. And uh, in, verse, in verse 20, we see, having said this, he showed them his hands. He just said, peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side where he had been crucified. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Verse 21. And then Jesus said to them, Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. How many understands God sent His Son? We believe that, right? The Bible says it, we know it, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He sent, He gave His Son. God sent His Son. Jesus here backs it up. He says, As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. How many believes God sent His Son? Let me see your hand real quick. Raise it. Yeah, I believe God. How many believes this? And God sending me. Oh, if we believe one, we have to believe the other. If, if, if God sent his son, we have to believe that God is sending, or Jesus now is sending us. And kind of what we were talking about last, last week, growing and going. Here, if as the Father has sent me, I'm also sending you. After saying this, look at this. He breathed on them and said, receive. Everybody say receive. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus is going, God sent me. I'm sending you. But before you go, God sent me and I'm sending you. But before you leave, you need something. You need the Spirit of God living in your life. And He breathed on them. And he said a word that I want to look at this morning. He said, I want you to receive. I want you to receive. I want you to receive. This morning we're looking at this, receivers. Receivers. Now, I just arbitrarily picked out a picture. I didn't know, you know. And it just so happened to be, I know it. You may not understand the picture. It just so happens to be a, a wonderful catch made by a man by the name of Holmes and a Super Bowl win of the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of their six world record six wins in the Super Bowl. And some of you are going, wow, they must be an awesome team. You're right, they are. And uh, there's other teams that could catch up with them one day. I mean, the Patriots are right there with them as well. But, but uh, you know, there's some local teams that could catch them one day if they won several more Super Bowls. But, um, but until then, it, but I, really, I don't want it to be about that. I want it to be about receiving today. Being a receiver. What are we catching? Being a receiver. Jesus tells his disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm hoping to talk more about this subject of receiving the Holy Spirit a little later in a, in a few weeks possibly. But, but receiving itself alludes to the fact that someone is sending. It alludes to the fact that someone is sending something to us and we receive it. Uh, you know, we see it in the Word, we see it in life. An act of receiving 
depends completely, completely upon someone sending it to us. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, the disciples, they receive it. They receive it. Radio signals, we understand, are sent, and you can have a receiver and you can receive it. We have cordless microphones here. This is a transmitter, in other words, and and it's sending a signal. We have a receiver setting somewhere that catches those signals. When the signal is sent. In football, you, you have a quarterback and you have a wide receiver. And when the quarterback throws the ball, the wide receiver catches the ball. Now, we'll tell you, and this is a fair warning, there's going to be some football analogies today, and it's okay, all right? You'll, you'll follow along, I hope, and I'll make it as simple as possible. But, but in football, there's a, there's a quarterback, someone who's sending, and a receiver, someone who's catching or receiving the ball. Now, some of you cannot relate to football, so I'll, I'll speak in some terms that you might be able to understand a little easier for those that might not be able to relate to football. Let's take Amazon, for instance. You order something, and you're expecting to receive. Stephanie knows Amazon far better than she knows football. So you're expecting to receive, but you can't receive until someone sends. You have to have a sender, right? And when they send it, now you can be ready to receive it. Jesus tells them, I'm sending you something. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. They were in a place where they were ready to receive it. And they received the Holy Spirit. Receiving and sending. Sending and receiving. Our relationship with God is totally based upon those two thoughts. Sending and receiving. Sending and receiving. How many understands God is sending us signals today? He's sending us things today. He's sending things into our lives today. The question isn't if God is sending. The question is, are we receiving what He's sending? Are you a receiver? Are you a receiver? With God, very little is forced. Very little is forced upon you. God rarely forces things into our lives and forces things into to our being and into our homes. Very little is forced on, on, you know, in the ways of God. It's always given and received. It's just always given and received. Very rarely does God take us, uh, you know, from one place and force us into another. He, very rarely does God ever actually, just generally speaking, take from us. God always receives from us. God always receives from us. He doesn't take our praise. He receives our praise. He doesn't take our prayers. He receives our prayers. He doesn't take our needs. He receives it as we ask for it. He doesn't take your hurt. He receives your hurt. He doesn't take your pain. He receives your pain. There's a, there's a give and take here. There's a sender and a receiver. When we're list, lifting our knees to the Lord, what we are literally doing is we are sending them to God, and God is, a, God is like, he, he is one fantastic wide receiver. And if you're willing to send it, He's willing to catch it. If you're willing to give it a throw, He's willing to catch it and receive it and do something awesome with it, but you have to throw it. Because he can't receive it until you send it. We tend to think like God is up here in heaven and he's just reaching down and, 
Oh, I'm sad today. And God's just reaching down and going, let me rip that sadness out of you. That's not how God operates. God receives what you're willing to send. It's a give and take. It's a, it's a give and receive relationship. And, and I was thinking a little bit about this. And who God is in our life. And if, if, if we hold on to things, and again, we tend to think God's just going to take care of it. Like, I'm going to hold on to it, and, and God's just going to take care of it. I, I brought something with me today that, that should be fitting on a day like today. But we just hold on to this thing. We hold on to it like it's our baby. Well, you shouldn't hold a baby like this. But if you, we hold on to it. We grab it. We hold on to it. We go, God, if you want to change my life, change me. This is our prayer sometimes. God, if you want to change my life, change me. God, if you want me to give that up, just take it from me. God, God's not interested in taking anything from you. That's not the way it works. Grant, Grant, stay right there. What we do is this. God... I'm going to beam it at you, and I'm not a very good aim. You might want to be ready too. God, shy, keep your hands up. Uh, God, God, I, I, I want you to have. God can't take it until you give it, and you can't receive it until we pass it. Right? We just can't do it. So often we're going, God, I just want you to take it, and God's going, No, 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 no. I'm a receiver. I'm a receiver. All right, Jay. All right, thank you, Grant. I'm a receiver. You throw it, I'll be glad to catch it. But you got to be willing to throw it. I think in churches so often, in Christians' life, we, we tend to think God's just not doing His job because He's not taking it from me. You know, you can be the greatest wide receiver in football, but if you don't have a quarterback who's going to throw you the ball, what good are you? We have the greatest receiver in all of the universe for all of our troubles and all of our hurt and all of our pain and all of the stuff that we carry around and frustration, whatever we're carrying around. We have the greatest wide receiver in all the universe, but what good is he if you don't throw him the ball? What good is he? What good is it to have such a great wide receiver if you're not willing to throw him the ball? I, I was thinking a little bit about this and, and some of the scriptures that come to mind. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast your cares on the Lord. Why? Because He cares for you. You know what cast means? To throw. Throw your cares on the Lord because He cares for you. We see it again in Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. Cast your burdens on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will sustain you. He will never, here's what it says, and this is, goes right along with what Ashley said. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. He'll never allow the righteous to be shaken. But, but if you hold on to it, if you hold on to it, bitterness, unforgiveness, if you hold on to it, anger, frustration, if you hold on to it, what good is a wide receiver if the quarterback constantly holds on to the ball? Do you know, in football, the quarterback, he gets under the center right, he says, hike, they give him the ball. If that quarterback holds on to the ball too long, he eventually gets what we would call in the football world, tackled. Better known as sacked. The quarterback has got to move the ball forward, and if he holds on to the ball back here long enough, the defense comes and hits him, sacks him for a loss. And here's what I feel. I feel there's too many of us today 
holding on the ball far too long, taking sacks, taking hits, getting tackled, and we're going, why, is, why, is, why do I see Bob down there? He's moving forward. Why do I see Ann over there? She's just moving forward. She's, she's serving the Lord. She's moving, and I keep getting sacked for a loss. Let me tell you what could be happening. They may be throwing the ball to God while you're holding on to it far too long. You've got to get rid of the ball. We used to have a, a quarterback in, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. His name was Ben Roethlisberger, one of the all-time greats, no doubt in my mind. And uh, just a fantastic, fantastic, maybe the GOAT, but I don't know for a fact. You know, we're not going to argue that today. But, but let's just pretend he is for a moment. And he, he was a big guy. I don't know. He was 6'6", maybe, and 2'8". I don't know. He was just this great big, you know, behemoth of a man, and, and, and he would be throwing, playing the quarterback, and, and I would constantly, when I was watching, go, would you just throw the ball? Because he just kind of held onto the ball really way too long a lot. And I would just constantly go, just throw the ball, throw the ball. Because if he got sacked, we was never going to win. And if you're not willing to throw what you have onto God, and this, well, and I'm going to use this term very loosely for a moment. In this game of life, if you're not willing to throw the ball to God, you are not going to win. You're going to be beaten down, taking losses, wondering why everybody else is moving down the field while you're moving backwards. And oftentimes it's just because you're not throwing the ball. Years ago, we, we in our house before we sold it, we had a, a swimming pool, and uh, one summer, our kids didn't use the swimming pool much, nor did Stephanie and I, and I said, that's it. If we're not using it, I'm getting rid of it. I'm not going out there and cleaning it and doing all the junk you have to do with it. We're getting rid of it. So I told Stephanie, I said, I have a great idea. Let's build a nice fire pit outside and instead of the pool. And, and I caught her at a weak moment, apparently, because she agreed. I think she agreed. I sold the pool. Anyway, uh, Someone came and got it. We're left with a circle. I said, perfect, we're going to build us a nice fire pit. Poured a nice concrete pad and had a, had a fire pit in it. And then we put a movie screen on our wall. And you could put a projector. You could sit out around the fire pit and watch football or watch a movie or whatever the case is. And I've had guys from the church over, and let's come over and watch football. And I remember one time we had a gentleman from Africa there. His name's Japheth. And, and uh, we've worked with him for a long time, known him for years. But Japheth does not understand American football. He understands soccer. They call that football. But, uh, and the rest of the world calls that football, by the way. But, but he doesn't understand American football. And so I said, hey, Japheth, come out. We're going to roast hot dogs. Well, first of all, that kind of freaked him out for just a moment uh, because he was like, I don't think I'm into eating dog, you know. And no, 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 it's hot dogs. It's fine. It's not that. It's all kinds of other meats. And uh, it's perfectly safe. We don't know. There could be dog in there. We have no idea what's in it. That's the beauty of it. And uh, so we, we are eating, hot, roasting. He couldn't believe you could put it on a stick, cook that over top of the fire while watching football. And he's never eaten a hot dog before. And I think he ate maybe eight or ten of them. I mean, he, could, he just couldn't get enough of them. All I know is while he's sitting here chawing down on this hot dog one after another, the play would be happening on the screen. We'd be watching it, and all he could ever say is this, throw the ball, throw the ball. And I'm like, Japheth, he can't throw the ball. He's, the wide, he's got the ball, and he can't. He's not in a position to throw the ball. Oh, okay. 
Next play, throw the ball, throw the ball. And I'm like, no, Japheth, he can't throw the ball. You know, it's too late. He doesn't have the ball anymore, whatever the case was. He didn't understand it, but the sentiment was this. Get rid of the thing. Like, you're getting ready to get tackled. In his mind, you're getting ready to get tackled. Throw the ball. Right? You're getting ready to get hit. Throw the ball. You're getting ready to take a loss. Throw the ball. Same way I used to be when I was watching the Steelers. Go, Would you just throw the ball? Get rid of it before you take a loss. And I think God's upstairs somewhere in the heavenlies looking down upon us. Go, would you just throw me the ball? Like any great wide receiver would do. If you've ever watched football for very long at all, you would watch wide receivers come, wide receivers, I will get that eventually, wide receivers come to the sideline and just yelling at the quarterback. And what they're yelling is this, throw me the ball, throw me the ball, get rid of it and give it to me so I can do something with it. And I think that's what God's doing. I think he's in the heaven and he's looking down at us going, just throw me the ball. I'm a good wide receiver. I will catch the pass. I can do something with it if you get it in my hands. Just throw me the ball. Just throw it to me. And then, then there's this other side of it. Where God's a wide receiver and he's wanting us to cast our cares on him and throw our pain on him and, and throw all of this on him. He will carry the team if we're just willing to give him what we have. And then there's the other side. The other side that we could tend to overlook and, and that is this. And God in return is throwing things to us. So here we are. All right, Grant, here we go again. Here we go. I'm throwing things to God, hurt, pain, frustration. God, in turn, is throwing things to us. Do you know God's not the only receiver in this relationship? I'm sending things to God, and He's, in return, sending things to me. And the question is, are you catching? Do you even know He's throwing the ball? Are you the kid in peewee football who's over there playing with a daisy while everybody else is running the play? I think we have a lot of, a lot of people in churches today that God is throwing stuff out. We don't even know He's throwing it out because we're too caught up in everything else. We don't even realize God is a quarterback throwing things into our lives. Ball's bouncing off of our helmet. It's hitting us in the numbers. We don't even know what's happening because we're not even aware that God's throwing stuff. But in order to be a receiver, there has to be a sender. We are receivers. We just read a scripture where Jesus said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I'm throwing it to you. I am hitting you in the numbers. All you have to do is catch it. Just catch it. Just catch what he's throwing. Luke chapter 18. Let me read this to you for a minute. I like preaching with a football under my arm. Luke chapter 18. And, uh, and Mark chapter 10 tells the same story. I'm, I was going to read both of them. I'm going to take the time to read one this morning. Luke chapter 18, verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. Hearing a crowd passing by, he inquired what was happening. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, they told him. So he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those in front of him told him to be quiet. 
I like this guy. But he kept crying out louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. Mark tells the story that they go over and they say, you can have good cheer. Jesus wants you to come. And he got up and he threw off his coat. And went over to where Jesus was. And when he came close, when he came closer, he asked him, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And he said this, in the King James Version, he says this, I want to receive my sight. I want to receive my sight. I want to be the receiver. I know you're a good quarterback. I know you're a good sender. I know that. I want to be a receiver. I want to receive what you have for me. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? He says, I, I want to be a receiver. I want to be the one catching what you have. I want to receive my sight. In verse 40, 42, and Jesus says, receive your sight. Receive your sight. And then Mark, in his version, says, after Jesus said, receive his sight, the very next verse says, and he received his sight. A blind man who wanted his sight, and he wanted to be a receiver. Jesus comes by and says, just receive it. I'm going to give it to you. All you have to do is receive it. All you have to do is catch it. And receive the sight. You know, like, a, like I was saying about a radio. A radio, you can, another word to use for radio, if you're into stereo systems, you know, you used to call them a receiver. You turn it on, you tune it to the right channel, and you could receive what that channel was sending, or that station was sending. These microphones, I, I don't want to mess it up or I would this morning, but I could really mess these things up. But if you turn it on, you pick the right channel, and then the receiver can pick this channel up, what this mic is sending, and it picks it up. Uh, oftentimes, we see here with this Bartimaeus story, Bartimaeus is out here and he's blind and he's wanting to receive, and he cries out to Jesus. Jesus comes by and heals him and he receives his sight. What I think is oftentimes, that, that ha something that happens oftentimes in our life is that we're not in the right position to receive. In fact, we're not even expecting the pass. So when God throws it, we're not in a place to receive it. We're not tuned into the right channel. We're not in the right station. Yeah, we're a receiver, but we're not in the right place and in the right position to receive what they would say in football is this. You run a bad route. You don't run a good route. You don't get in a place to receive. Now, I'm going to brag. I'm going to brag for just a moment, and it's going to be painful, so bear with me. I'm going to brag about your Kansas City Chiefs for just a minute. They've got, yeah, don't repeat that. They, they have a, a good quarterback, right? Yeah, he's all right. He's one step below where Roethlisberger was. I get it. But he is. But he's, he's a good one. But they have this tight end. His name's Travis Kelsey. One of the least liked people in the NFL, by me anyway. And uh, just, but, but Travis Kelsey has this gift. He has this talent that I don't understand. Everyone, I don't know why everyone doesn't have it. But he has this talent. Is he big? Yes. Is he strong? Yes. Does he have good hands to catch? Yes. But he has this talent. 
He has the ability to get in the open spot of the field. You watch tonight, it will happen at some point. He will find, you call it the hole. He'll find the area where no one is at in the defense, and then Mahomes will throw him the ball because he's put him in a, himself in the right position to catch what the quarterback is throwing. Do you know, we, we look around and go, oh, Brian, he's a super spiritual guy. Man, he's got faith. And he can receive from the Lord, and what a great guy. He just knows how to do it. No. Now, you know, I don't think Travis Kelsey's really that much greater than everyone else. I think he's really good at putting himself in the right position to catch the ball. I don't think these people that are sitting around you and that you know in your life and that you've remembered over the years are that much greater than you are. I think over the years they've been really good at putting themselves in a position to catch the ball. In fact, I think they're really good at putting themselves in a position, and I think they're really good at getting themselves ready to say, here I am. So when the quarterback says hike, they're not over there going, I wonder what the score is. No, 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 no. Quarterback said, hike, you got to get ready. The ball may be coming. But if you're not ready and you're not in a position, it doesn't matter. Do you know, I think even people today, I think we come to church. I'm talking about, here you go, Josh. I'm talking about when places where God's throwing the ball. Yeah, fired up here. All right, Keith, here we go. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. All right, Stephanie, here you go. No. Uh, you got to be, Scott, here we come. Nice. It's a, you're getting old, Scott. Can you get it up this far? You just said, oh, oh, great. Someone else throw it up here. I, for, I shouldn't have threw it to you. I forgot. Yeah. We come to church and we don't even expect God. We're at church. And we're going, I don't know if the quarterback's going to throw me the ball or not. You look around, you're going, well, he's throwing it to everybody else. Do you know why he's throwing it to everybody else? They're ready. They're ready for it. They're looking for it. They ran the route. They know what they're doing. They come expecting. He says, I can. They're going, I'm looking because he may throw it to me and I want to be in a right position and be ready to receive. Because if God's throwing it, man, I'm sorry about this, God. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see you throw it left-handed is really what I wanted to do. If, if, if God's throwing it, I want to be a receiver. I don't want to be missing it. I don't want to be out of position. I if God's going, Matt, I've got something for you. No, well, I don't know. I, well, you know what? I'm getting kind of hungry. I don't know, God. I'm kind of tired today. God, I don't, and I'm telling you, it happens. You may go, well, it doesn't happen to the preacher. You're crazy if you don't think it happens to the preacher. It happens to all of us. We all have to be aware of it. We all have to understand God is the quarterback and he's throwing stuff. And I want to be a receiver. I want to be gaining what he's giving. I want to be receiving what he's throwing. And, and I have to be in the right position. And I have to be in the right attitude and in the right mindset. I have to be ready for what he's giving. Bartimaeus that day, Jesus, I'll promise you, walked by plenty of sick people to get to Bartimaeus. Do you know the difference? No one else was out there going, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. No one else was in the position. No one else was ready. Bartimaeus, the blind man's going, I hear the quarterback's coming through, and if the quarterback's coming through, 
I want to be the greatest wide receiver I can possibly be. I hear, I hear the quarterbacks coming through, and if he's going to be throwing a ball around today, I want to be catching the ball. So what's he do? He puts himself in the position. Puts himself in a position. That's all he did. Did he have great faith? Well, he had faith. I don't know if it was great or not. He just put himself in a position. Did he, did he have all the Old Testament figured out and the laws memorized? Probably not. He just put himself in a position. Did he have everything in his life figured out? No, he was a mess. He just put himself in the position. And he just said, throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. I'll catch it. Jesus has made it so simple. I mean, he literally hits us in the numbers. You know what that means, right? Like, he hits you right here where you're supposed to catch the ball. He's not overthrowing it. He's not under. He is hitting us in the numbers. All we need to do is catch it. Are you a receiver this morning? Are you a receiver? Good receivers put themselves in a position. Good receivers want the ball. They want the ball. Good receivers are looking for the ball. Good receivers, they can find it even in the stiffest of defense. And when all hell's breaking loose around them, and it looks like it's, it's like fourth and long and there is no answer, good receivers figure out a way to get open so the quarterback can throw them the ball. So the question today is this, are you a receiver? Are you a receiver? Are you the one, like Brian Bartimaeus, willing to go out and yell? You're the one like blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus willing, to, willing to put yourself in a position to receive from God. That's really the question today. That's really the question. Are you a receiver? Are you throwing it to God? Are you receiving from Him? Because it is. All right, Grant, here we go again. It's, it's, it, we're throwing it to, to God, and He's throwing it back. And, I think sometimes we can throw him confusion and he throws back wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? We're passing it back and forth. We're, we're, it's, a, it's a two-way street. I'm, I'm throwing him my anxiety. He's throwing me back his peace. It's what it is. It's, it's I'm, what am I throwing to God? He's receiving whatever it is. Are we willing to throw it? I'm, I'm, I'm throwing him my hurt and he's throwing back his comfort. I'm throwing back, I'm giving him my sadness. He's throwing me his joy. It's the way God works. But he can't throw you the joy until you throw him the sadness. We're, we're wanting God to make me happy, and God's going, I'll make you happy as soon as you throw me your, your sadness. Make, make me free, I'll make you free as soon as you throw me what's binding you. I think so often we're going, well, wide receiver, make something happen. And the wide receiver is going, well, quarterback, throw me the ball. And then on the flip side, I'll throw you back what you need. You can receive everything. You can receive goodness and favor and strength. You can receive encouragement. You, you, can, you can receive whatever it is, healing in your body. You can receive peace of mind. You can receive joy in your life. You can receive forgiveness as soon as you send me that bitterness. Oh, yeah, you can receive what I have as soon as you throw it to me. I'll throw you back something that's good. I'll hit you square in the numbers, but you've got to give me what you have. 
question is this. Are we giving it to God and are we catching what he's throwing? Are we receiving what he's sending? Well, he's sending something. He's sending them out all day today. I, I wish, now, now you got me nervous. God, I can't just start throwing the ball. But God's just sitting here shipping it out to us, sending it out. He's throwing them out. That's not the question. We're not sitting here going, well, I just don't think God's sending you. Oh, no, no, God's a good quarterback. He'll, he'll shed the, he'll share the ball around. He'll throw it around to all of us. Are we receiving? Are we putting ourselves in a position where we go, okay, God, I'm ready. Drop it into me. Drop it into me. I'm ready to receive from you. Are we a receiver today? Now, you may be going, well, all sounds good, preacher, but really that's not my personality. It's just not my personality. I'm more of the Christian that kind of likes to sit on the bench. I'll cheer you on. I'll cheer you on. I'll, I'll cheer, every time Grant catches the ball, I'll cheer him on. And, I, and I'll, I'll give him the offering, and, and I'll even sing on occasion. But I'm not really the guy. Well, let me tell you something about this team that God has. There's no bench players. In fact, you go to his sideline, there's not even any benches there. You're on the field. You're already on the team. You've got a position. He's called you, and he's made you, and he's created you, and he's designed you for such a day as this. You have a position, you have a call, and you have an anointing on your life, and it is not to sit on the bench and cheer everybody else on. Even as God has sent me, so I send That's the play call. That's it. Now go. Now go expecting God to send something to you. Now go when, when you're hurting and you're frustrated and you're aggravated and you don't know what to do and you've done everything you know to do and it's not working. Now it's time for us to get rid of the ball before we get sacked for another loss and toss it to God and say, God, take it and do something with it. That's the play. You're in the game. You're not on the bench. No such thing. You're in the game. You know when, and I'm going to close with this thought. You can stand with me this morning. That's enough football analogies. Well, I have one more. You know, when you're in a game, they say that if you're playing football and you're playing against talent of your, you know, of your talent level and higher, the way that you get hurt most often in football is when you are going half speed. It's dangerous. When you, I'm going to lay off of a play, that's when you get hurt because someone else is not laying off of that play. When you go, I'm, man, that last one kind of wore me out and I'm kind of tired. I'm going to make, I'll play this play, but I'm not going to give 100%. percent we get 70%. Get me through to the next play. That 70%, that's the time you get hurt because someone on the other side is playing 100%. And they outdo you. When it comes to serving God, there's no room for 50%. There's no room for 70%. You're going to get, you're going to get, for lack of better words, walloped and manhandled by the enemy. Because I promise you, he's going at 110%. And in today's world, he's going at 120%. And if you're going at 70, you're going to lose that battle. You're going to lose the battle. 
There's no time to be on the bench. There's no time to be on the sidelines. You know, you can cheer people on if you want to, but you better be out there yourself going at it because the enemy's coming. The enemy's coming. Get rid of the ball and get ready to receive. Amen.